Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I like to eat at the bar. I'm one of those people, if given the opportunity, I like to eat dinner at the bar. LL and I always, even if we go to a nice restaurant, we prefer to sit at the bar. Because I think I've covered in an earlier episode, I'm a side sitter. I like to sit next to people rather than across from them. So side sitting is my jam and you could usually do it at a bar and it kind of is like a little romantic thing. I also like to do it with my friends because I just like to sit at a bar and have like a little bubble rather than a big formal table. Anyway, this week I was sitting at a bar having lunch. I actually went skiing. I was in Jackson Hole, which is beautiful. But I was having lunch at a bar on the mountain having a little apres-ski cocktail, if you will. And when we were finished, there were people mulling around. They wanted our bar seat. We happened to have like a really hot seat at the bar because we could order things directly from the bartender and the place was pretty crowded. And as we were getting up to leave, it occurred to me, because the people that were mulling behind us were like, are you done with your seats? Can we sit here? And I was like, sure. And as I started to gather my belongings, knowing full well, I was headed back to my room to take off my ski clothes, take off my ski boots, take a shower and unwind until dinner. I suddenly felt a tinge of panic. I felt like, why am I giving up this amazing seat at the bar? It seems silly. I have such hot real estate going here. And I'm giving it up. Even though I didn't want it anymore, I didn't want to give it up. And it it made me realize that sometimes having a good seat at a bar is like being in a relationship with someone that you don't want to date anymore, but you don't want to give them up because it offers you security and safety. It's like you don't want them anymore, but you don't want anyone else to have them. Not because you're even jealous, just because what if you need to come back and sit at the bar for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that occurred to me, and you guys know how much I like to share that stuff with you. Hey, guys. Welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, don't hate me, but I am a Netflix hijacker and let's let's have an honest conversation, okay? Most of us are. Most of us are Netflix hijackers at this point. There's usually a monkey zero. In this case, in my family, it's my mother. And then we all use that person's logon, login, logon, login, account, account. We all use that account. And I found from surveying people, and by surveying people, I mean asking just people I had dinner with the other night, does anyone else do this? And the truth is everyone starts rattling off people whose accounts they're under. My mom has not only me, my son, she has my ex-husband. I think she even has my ex-husband's best friend. (laughs) She is the monkey zero of our family. And I just don't hate me because I know it It feels like it's wrong, but it's actually right. She's paying the proper amount. She has however many devices 
you know, she's paying for however many devices on her account. But is this what happens when your kids, it's like when your kids are older and they live in your basement, is this the new living in your parents' basement using their Netflix account? Is this, is this the new living in your parents' basement? I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little odd now that I've talked it out, but I think we all have it. I mean, some people tell me they're on their ex's accounts, which is weird because then you, you see what they're watching. I actually, I have this, oh God, I sound terrible. I'm actually on someone's Hulu account and it's my ex-husband's best friend's son's Hulu account. Okay. This is how messed up this whole thing is, but I'm on his Hulu account And the worst thing is when, by the way, two people on the same account are watching the same show because then you get thrown off, right? Like, oh, why am I back to episode four when I got to episode eight? I don't know. But I was was laughing because I was thinking there's monkey zeros of Netflix all over the place. Let's be honest. We don't each have our own Netflix account. That would be insanity. There's one person and it's spread over a group. They should be offering contact tracing for Netflix accounts, you know, to see the progression, kind of like we do for COVID. Because I I guarantee you, if you're listening to this and you might hate me because I am a Netflix, I don't know, does it make me a bad Netflix person? But I am almost certain three out of five of you, and that's a number I just made up this second, are on someone else's Netflix account. Anyway, don't hate me. I have a get involved this week. I haven't done one in a while, but you guys, if you have not been watching Yellowstone and I know I am late to the party because we're what, season four? I'm still on season one. I'm almost done with season one. I can honestly say it is the greatest thing that's happened to me this year. I love that show. First of all, I'm ready to give up my entire life, move to Montana, live on a ranch, preferably one owned by billionaires and just live that life. It is the best show. If you liked Sopranos, which was one of my favorite shows, this is like Sopranos, but with cowboys. I love it. I love the character Beth. I've never seen a more badass character on television in my life. I want to be her. I can't tell if I want to be her or like make out with her or just be her best friend, even though she'd probably be mean to me. I I don't know. I love it. Kevin Costner, God, does he look amazing? He's 67 years old. He looks as hot as ever. I told LL, I want him only dressing like a cowboy from here on out. That's it. Nothing else. Kevin Costner's wardrobe or nothing. It is so good. Are you guys watching Yellowstone? If so, what do you think? I've now followed every Yellowstone character there is, every Yellowstone account. I don't know. I'm almost delusional. I want to be in the show. I don't think it's enough to watch it at this point, to be honest. I want to be in the show. So anyway, get involved. Okay, real quick. I just want to talk to you about my dry skin. It's freezing here. My skin is totally dry. I love lotions and creams. That's why I'm so excited that our sponsor this week is Whey. 
And I am here to tell you about their Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. Made of high quality nourishing ingredients like squalene and coconut oil. Experience the new way Melrose Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. And guess what? They're giving a discount to my listeners. 15% off your order. Go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire purchase at theway.com with code BLEAV. Okay, so uh, you know every week I'm telling you guys how important reviews are. I thought it would be nice to read some reviews. So if you guys are leaving reviews, I'm going to read them from time to time. Funky Chicken Forever writes, I look forward to this podcast every week. Hilarious, relatable, the perfect escape from a stressful day, week, year. Thank you, Funky Chicken Forever. I love your name. Okay, Daya underscore Mel. This girl is hilarious and spot on. It's all the things you've always thought but never realized you weren't alone. I didn't even know who she was until she had Robin Shaw as her guest and I'm so glad I found this show. I've went back and listened to every episode and they do not disappoint. Thank you so, so much, Daya. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This means so much to me, all of these notes. I got my first voice note in my DM from uh, one of you, and I will be addressing the topic that she sent me on an upcoming episode and a voice note. It was so fun to hear the voice of one of my listeners. Thank you so, so, so much. As always, please, if you're inclined, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Please also share it on your social media, your favorite parts of an episode. Tag me in them and I will reshare. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. I have a really funny comic on, uh, Leah Benemma. I love her. I've performed with her. I think you're going to love her too. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Guys, I'm so excited. My guest today, Leah Bonema, is a stand-up comic who I performed with many times back in my stand-up days. She is also a writer. Welcome to the show, Leah. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited to see you. I was really looking forward to this. I know. I was just saying, you guys, Leah is tan and glowing. I was just saying she's tan and glowing. I look like a corpse because she's now living in LA. She traded in New York City for LA. She looks tan, relaxed, like she's been hiking Runyon Canyon 24-7. And I look like I live in the city where everyone's getting shot and mugged outside outdoor cafes now, which is- No, you always look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. And I was just saying for our listeners at home, I was like, um, I got a new, I have a new rescue dog and she is, she, you know, if I'm talking to somebody, she wants to get involved. I'd love to have her on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys- I just want to quickly say the first time I ever saw Leah perform, I was like ugly laughing. Like I was (laughs) in the audience. She was on a show with me. She did a bit we're going to discuss, but I, Leah, I still remember it, which I know is a comic that's like the best compliment you can get, right? Because when someone like remembers one of your bits, and this must've been years ago, 
but she did a bit about performing for the troops. Where were you in Iraq? I was in Iraq, yeah. Can you please tell the story? Because I, when you told it the first, when I heard it the first time, I actually had like tears streaming down my face because it's, it's such a good image. Go for it. Well, this is a gentle version of the story. Um, <laughs> you guys don't need the 10 minute blow by blow. But so we were in um, Iraq and, you know, you fly into Iraq, you fly into Kuwait on, you know, regular planes. And then in Iraq, you switch to military air okay. um, and every plane or they're smaller. So you have to get weighed with like your stuff. So the planes don't go overweight. So, um, but it's not like Weight Watchers meet, you know what I mean? Like other people, you're not like, Oh, I, I overate this week because you know, somebody hurt my feelings. So I got like an ice cream cake and I ate half of it and then threw the other half in the trash and then had to pour water on it in case I got sad. Like, it's not, you just get on the scale. They wait in the front. I'm at, we're in Iraq. I'm in a, I'm waiting to get on this plane. (laughs) It's just me and all men. It's just men and me. And this man comes out and he's like, Hey, um, the scale is broken on this plane. So if everybody can shout out their weight and I'm going (laughs) to write it down. And I, you know, we're in, uh, at the time we were in, you know, military combat in Iraq and I'm having a panic attack about shouting my weight out, which I recognize is not important (laughs) to the time, but literally there was a guy next to me who was like 145. And I was like, Oh, is this my high school weight? Like I can't, I'm like running down the line trying to find like a tall man to stand next to, you know what I mean? And then you start being like, is this before? Cause I'd already eaten breakfast, you know? Right, and I was like, right. that's probably like 15 to 20 pounds. Obviously. I have very heavy shoes on, you know what I mean? And I was like, I could be getting my period. That's like another 20 in water weight. And yes. then I was like, how much can I take off my weight where we won't die? You know, <laughs> like if I lie by 20 to 30, am I going to kill a group of that. Americans. And then I was like, I, I, and it's that weird moment where you're like, you know what, if I take the plane down, I'm just going to have to take the fucking it. plane down. It's worth it. Like it's <laughs> worth it to not have to call your weight out in front of like a plane full of hot soldiers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> I think that is literally the best bit. I died from it. And I still, it just makes me laugh. Just that moment. Like, should I kill people? (laughs) (laughs) Leah, you traded in, you were living in New York last I I saw you. And now you're living in LA. How did that happen? I I've always wanted, you know, I'm from Maine. I mm-hmm. went to college in Quebec yeah, um, or Montreal, Quebec, the province. And I, I lived in New York for a long time. I love New York. I, I didn't leave New York because I was like, fuck this day. I love New York. But I, you know, I've come out here for work. And I think because I'm so East Coast, it always looks like a postcard, you know, when the sun goes down and then the silhouette of the palm trees. And you're like, is this real? You know what I mean? Yeah, Who yeah. has a license plate with cursive handwriting? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is phenomenal. And right before the pandemic, I came out and I had some meetings and I was like, you know, I just want to try. I want to try to get out of my comfort zone, you know what I mean? And just do something new. And then the pandemic happened. And during the pandemic, we sort of felt very like, 
got to try things that we've always wanted to try because time is just going by. So, you know, also in the pandemic, it's a great time to move for freelance people because normally people want to see proof of income. And as a freelancer, you have to just be like, here's 3,000 1099s from last year. Uh, I can't prove to you that I'm employed right now. So people were just like, get in here, get in here. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. They're like, take it. Take it. And a landlord reference. And we were like, we got it. So we moved here having never seen the apartment, which is so not like me. So we're like new adventure, you know? Well, what you're missing now in New York is I thought we were like on the up and up, but now there's like new street crime where people are pulling up. There's like a gang rolling in a Mercedes stopping at outdoor cafes, mugging people for Rolexes. Like they go to nice restaurants and they mug people in outdoor cafes. Oh. Gunpoint, by the way, someone got shot right here. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gunpoint. So I now like only want to eat at like the Olive Garden because no one is rolling up to the Olive Garden for Rolexes. You know what I mean? Endless bread. Endless bread. <laughs> Endless um, bread. You can eat. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm lucky because I wear a Fitbit and it's, it's even a knockoff Fitbit. It's like a you're so fit. You know what I mean? So it's like if anybody wanted my $7 watch, I'd be like, you take can take it. it. And, and they'd like know your workouts. They'd know <laughs> how many steps you're getting in. It would be like an accountability robbery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, they've got my watch. I just have the app. I want them to see how good I'm doing. Right. By the way, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the way. Maybe, <laughs> I you know what, what I mean? Do is- you get a new puppy who, if she sits down for more than 30 minutes, she's like, I'm going to eat your wall. And then you're like, going for another walk. I actually was just saying, because I my dog is three now. And it's kind of like they, like giving birth because my son is 17. But you forget like the first year of a puppy. And so I'm like, I should get another. And mm-hmm. I forgot what it's like to have carpets that are ruined. Oh yeah. These carpets are getting, which I don't mind. I'm just in that phase where I, I don't mind the carpets getting ruined. What I worry about is I'll be like, I don't think you should be eating that. You know? And then I'm like, do we, do we go to a vet? You know what I mean? You're just constantly right. like, right. Like where's the bar? When do you go to the vet? Like when do you get the <laughs> stomach pumped? Is it like yeah. a corner of the rug? Is it half the yeah. rug? Like a heel of a shoe? Where's the bar? And I'll be like, I have to take a pee. Like I have to be able to pee without you eating a wall because, <laughs> or eat the wall, but only long enough for I pee. I don't, you know what I mean? You're just giving it your all. I get it. My dog, I I know you rescued, did your, your dog's from Mexico. Yeah. I, my dog came from Puerto Rico and her name, her given name, because she has big blue eyes, was Azul. And I changed oh, nice. it to blue because I didn't want to be that like girl in the park, like Hilaria and be like, Azul, Azul. Like, I was like, I can't be that person. So I have to make it like, like an English word at least. So I, I changed it to blue. My dog comes to the bathroom with me. Like my dog has she thinks we're the same person. Do you have like your dog coming to the bathroom with you or you have Oh boundaries? yeah, now I'm just like, let's get in here. No, I have no boundaries <laughs> for a spot. Also, she needs to be able to learn that like, you can't come everywhere. And so I right. crater when I go to spots, but like, and you know, I like put, I put like rain music on and there's like a fan, you know what I mean? And the oh. noise, so all the different noises, but then I leave the house and I'm like, I'm a monster. Cause she looks at me with these eyes, like, how could you? I know. Isn't it so sad? You're just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you put her in a crate? Yeah, she's crated. Yeah. I can't not crate her. She would no, literally you- eat the walls. I did for the first like four, five months, I think, when I left the house. And then she was like hip to it because she slept in the bed one night. And then from there on out, she was like, no, no, I only sleep with a duvet cover. 
I'm excited to talk to you about the fact that you're from Maine, um, the state. As a New Yorker or anyone else like in the world, basically, when we see movies or shows about places like Maine, like you come from a really kind of real country part of Maine. Like you're not like, I've never been to Maine. Like I've driven through like Portland or something, but you're not like- Right, coastal Maine. Yeah, you're from like the forest. Yeah, like Northwestern well, Maine. You have like a well, maybe. A lot of people. We don't have wells because we're on Main Street. We're on the Main Street. But okay. People out. I would say that most people off the Main Street. A lot of people have well water. Yeah. So there is this image that people from big cities have that when you go to these small towns, you fall in love. Like you go to the post office, like the movie Baby Boom. I have a country house up by the Berkshires and I was single when I bought it. And I was like, I'm going to have like a baby boom moment where Diane Keaton moves there. Cause like, she just gives up her city life. She starts making baby food from her or- orchard and she falls in love with a vet. And I was like, that's going to happen to me when I get to this small town. Like everything's so easy there. Everyone just like falls in love. Everything is, is, is a romance novel. And I waited like three years to find the vet and I only (laughs) met one vet and she was a lesbian and she wasn't even hitting on me. But I was like, is this a sign that I should become a lesbian? I have a boyfriend now, but if I didn't, I'd still be in search of the vet. Is it like that in Maine? Is it like you just like stumble outside and it's a Hallmark movie or no? Um, A, I need to rewatch Baby Boom. I just remember the baby food. I, I, I love rural, like I love trees and woods. And I, um, growing up as a teenager, like you don't like that everybody knows you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're like, uh, everybody's where well, I'm going to get in trouble. But then as you're an adult, you know, like my mom was in an accident and I, I moved home to take care of her. And like, the community helps you. You know what I mean? People right. stop by with food. They did a fundraiser for us. Everybody checked in. And that's like a very lovely thing about, I think, smaller areas or even smaller communities within cities. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, um, like, I feel like with comedy, the comedy community, we see when somebody gets hurt, people step in. And I, I appreciate that so much. And I love, I love, love the woods and mountains. Yeah. And Same. But I think what people miss is that, rural life is actually physically hard work. Like you're going to have to shovel yourself out. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? People have their own houses. You got to fix your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, we, we went up this summer to help my parents. We redid the back of the whole house. You know what I mean? Um, so we did that ourselves with like, so you're handy. Yeah, I'm handy. So you know what to do with a drill. Yes. That's kind of my ultimate dream because I did buy a drill for my house, but I wouldn't really know what to do with it. Like, I think I would like, so I, I once, think you would, I drilled two holes. I, I'm a gardener. So I drilled two holes in like a plastic pot. And I was like, I used my drill, but I'd like to use it for like wood and nails. I think you could do like pick a, like a, well, a everything's on YouTube. You can just find like a person on YouTube doing it and then you mimic it. But, um, I think you could pick like a, start with like a small wood project. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. practice. So it's not like something important, like your wall. Right. Start with like a, maybe I'll make like a box or. Like not something um, with pipes. Yeah. Nothing. I would pipes. I would put till later. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like we, my parents have wood heat. You know what I mean? It's like, it's. Oh, so you're getting wood, wood burning oven house. Uh, wood burning stove. Our oven is gas. To heat your house is a wood burning stove. 
Yeah, three. There's three stoves. That's so cool to me. That's like very little house on the prairie, but I say that in a very <laughs> kind way. Like to me, that grew up with a doorman and like a super, wood burning stoves are very, and I mean this in a good way, quaint. It's so funny though, because what I have found when I say quaint is my house is an 1850 farmhouse. So it's kind of like the money pit. It is. Oh yeah. It's. So there is a scene not to go back to Baby Boom, which you haven't seen and probably won't or in a long time. time. But she discovers her well froze and then she like has to call someone and she freaks out because it's like always something. And every time I fix something, I'm like, someone will call me. Like I'll have like, you know, whatever, the exterminator go and he's like, just so you know there's water in your basement flooding in your basement. Like everyone's always calling to tell me another issue. That's when it becomes a little unquaint. I think that like you learn how to fix, you know what I mean? You get two water pumps, you keep them in your basement and you know what I mean? (laughs) So then like, you know, when it's going to be a big rain, you got to get those fucking water pumps out. It's going to (laughs) happen. I love this. I love this side. I love this Leah. This, cause this is what I want to be inside. Like I'm a city girl who dreams of being, cause I also love, like, I feel either you're a mountain person or you're a beach person. I'm mountains a hundred percent. First of all, I'm too pale to be a beach person. <laughs> I can't be in the sun, but I love the woods. I feel safe and like quiet in the woods. Is there like ice fishing in Maine? There is ice fishing. Have you ever done it? That's by the way, very Hallmark movie. I haven't, but I would be really into it. I want to go. And it's not even the ice fishing. It's the culture around it. Like you sit in your little shack, maybe you have like a hot chocolate, you know, you got your hat on, you know what I mean? You're out there on the ice. It sounds amazing. But last time I was home, the ice wasn't frozen yet. And there's nothing worse than falling through ice. Oh, I I think there really isn't. Like this is my biggest fear. When people are like, you can skate on this lake. I'm like, how do we, how do we know? How do you know? You grew up skating on lakes, probably. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's thick. You can. You're like certain. Yeah. You go out on it. You know what I mean? And just do a stomp close (laughs) enough to the, close enough to the shore. To make sure it doesn't shatter. Do a stomp. (laughs) Like a big one. You know what I mean? Like you don't want your skating to turn into Wim Hoffing. I don't even know what Wim Hoffing is, but I'm going to Google it. It's the guy that like submerges himself in ice water supposed to be good for your body and your brain. Definitely don't want to do that on a lake because that what happens obviously, and I'm sure you know, it's just when you're fearless, is that people then come up, they can't find the hole they fell through. I know. They panic, they come up. But I will tell you this good thing about cold water. People who drown in frozen water have more of a chance of living than people who drown in not frozen water because the hypothermia slows down your lungs. So that's the positive side. That is a po- that is a silver lining to drowning. I didn't think we could find one, but there you go. There it is. You'll have more, you'll have longer to live if you're also get hypothermia in the water. That's crazy. That's an interesting tidbit. Maybe I shouldn't be so nervous to skate on a lake. <laughs> Somebody's probably gonna fucking fact check me on that. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. <laughs> Leah, you wrote a book called The Holiday Breakdown uh, that you self-published. That's pretty major. Thank you. I love that you self, I wrote, I wrote a blog for years and I wanted it to be a book and they were like, your following isn't big enough, so it'll never get published. And I was like, but you want to turn it 
into a TV show. I should just turn it into a book. You should do it yourself because we're, I feel like this is what I thought of over the pandemic. I never would have done this, not in the pandemic. Cause I feel like I'm waiting for permission from other people. Or oh my people God. Like, yes. And then I was like, I'm, I'm here by myself. You know what I mean? I'm doing what I want to do. I, all these things where I'm like, can I do that? Can I have a book with no descriptions? Can I do this? And I was like, it doesn't matter. The world is on fire. And so I just fucking publish, you know what I mean? You can publish your things and then get financing for a movie. I, you know, it's, I love that you said that because one of the things I always said is I've been, the times I've been most successful is when I just made what I wanted to make, like my videos your videos. I, mean, I did them without permission and then brands started to step in and then I sold a television show based on them. And so like, that's, I did them. And it's so funny because about my podcast, I got so used to management and like pitching things and like approval because I had switched into that, that I kept pitching a podcast. Like I didn't realize I could just make it and I made it and then it got picked up by a network. You know what I mean? Like that's what you have to do. You just have to make your own stuff. Make your own stuff. That's un, I'm so proud of you. Okay. We are all going to go download Leah's book and we're going to somehow make it a movie. I don't know. I how. love this. I love this. That's what we have to do. Fuck the system. Just make your own shit. By the way, the best, the beauty, I always say the beauty of the time we're living in right now is you could just make your own stuff with an iPhone and you don't yep. need anyone's permission. Hence, how we are sitting here today and how, book, saying you're saying how you should uh, make your blogs a book. I'm going to do it. Cause I have like hundreds of pages. Yep. And you just literally have to put it together and then upload it. All right. I'm going to need a tutorial. Yeah. We'll hop on the phone together because there's a lot of questions that you're like, what? I'm going to go buy it right now. The holiday breakdown. Oh Leah, before we leave, is there anything you want to else you want to plug? Do you want people to follow you? Where can they stalk you? Tell us everything where they can find you. All my socials are at Leah Bonema, L-E-A-H-B-O-N-N-E-M-A. And then I do a podcast with Nicholas Layton, who is absolutely wonderful. And it's like an etiquette podcast, but we get a lot of letters and it's like sort of like how to handle a situation. So I'm sort of the like, what? Very haphazard. And Nick is like really good at great advice. And um, we're actually being spotlit by Apple this month. So that's if anyone huge. check that out, that's thank huge. you so much. We're very excited. So that's Were You Raised by Wolves? Were You Raised by Wolves? Okay. I, okay. Perfect. I love it. Leah, thank, thank you, you so much for being here. I had thank so you so much, much for having me. Everyone go by the holiday breakdown. I've been looking forward to it. I think you're wonderful. Thank you. You too. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.